Good morning. I'm Mark Fowler, and I'm the president of Stowe Management Corporation and the CEO of Revolutionary Conversations. Stowe Management is a business reengineering firm helping companies uh, both in crisis and growth, um, working with CPAs and other financial um, professionals with helping their clients and their, and their customers. I've been doing it for a long time. Um, about a year or so ago, we um, decided that we wanted to talk about the kinds of things that have helped us help companies grow, um, turn around, um, expand, become <clears throat> much better at what they're doing. Um, and, we, and we figured out that the, probably the most important thing was the consistent focus on uh, value creation throughout the business. And that motivated us to um, decide to have some interviews with people who along the way or people introduced to us who um, we believed um, held, that, held that same mission that every day um, we can always be thinking about something better that we can do both for ourselves, our career, the people around us, our business, our customers, our clients. And we've been very happy. We, I think we've had about 13. I think this is the 14th interview. This is one of our shorter ones. We've decided to back up and do some, instead of just talking about creating value, we want to talk about very specific ways people can create value. And today we have uh, Lon Safko. Lon, um, I think it was in the January 2022 <clears throat> podcast, <clears throat> which are called Always Creating Value Podcast. Um, we got a great interview with Lon, and, and we also, like in July, we had Lon on as a panelist with Marty Cooper and David C. Slack to talk about AI and IT. Lon goes probably back longer than he wants to admit, but um, he's, he's, um, he's a kingpin. He's a cornerstone in the, uh, the area of IT, having many, many patents, and I'm going to let him introduce himself, but um, probably his most important um, or one he would hold his, hold his hand on is he invented a computer to save the, the first human's life. Lon, welcome. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so much fun to be with you. Well, it's always good to be with you, too. Could you um, give us a little idea where you came from and what you've done and where you're going and what you're doing? Well, this is going to be one of those short podcasts, right? 15 minutes. So if I go through my bio, it's yeah, <laughs> going to burn all that time. So yeah. what I recommend is, is go back and listen to that January podcast that we did. And you can learn more about me and how I can help you. But uh, the, the short answer is, yeah, I've been in the IT field and marketing in particular for quite a while, uh, invented the first computer to save a human life, did some of the first work on environmental control and artificial intelligence for the United States Department of Energy. So I've got a pretty strong background in what we're going to talk about today, and that's uh, artificial intelligence in the form of chatbots and how it brings value, value to your customers, and how shocked I was when I actually implemented it for the first time, because I was not a real strong believer in it. But now uh, I, I'm a very strong believer and we can talk about some of those points and how AI chatbots can help you. Well, I understand that you're one of the first people to embrace chatboxes or invent them or how you, how you go about and do those things. Um, so first of all, what is a chatbot? 
<laughs> well, a chatbot, it, it sounds scarier than it is. It's just a computer program. It's an app, and it just simulates conversation. That's really all it does. So when the app starts to run, you ask it a question, it tries to find an answer. And then based on what that answer is, you ask it another question, and then it just continues this conversation. But mostly it's used, we've all experienced it for customer service, whether it's Amazon or Netflix or any of the big companies, they're all been using chatbots for quite a while. We just call it chat now, but it's just a computer program. So it's a little, that's that little um, logo that comes up, that little, sometimes it talks to you and sometimes it doesn't. Um, <laughs> and often gives you the wrong answers and frustrates the heck out of you. Yeah, that's what it's designed to do. <laughs> um, what do most people say about chat bots, chats? Well, yeah, that's the funny thing. They probably say what I have said in the past is that they're really annoying. I don't want them on my website. They're not very useful. And up until a couple of years ago, I really believed that myself because the only chatbots that I experienced online were bad ones, uh, ones that didn't answer the questions and ones that made it more frustrating. When your customer comes with a customer service question and they, they want help and they're being a, a, totally annoyed by a piece of technology that's not working properly, you're just really making them more angry and you're not providing value to the customer. But when I saw a particular chatbot and a different way of how they're actually programmed to work and respond, I was like, wow, okay, a good chatbot really does provide a lot of value. And when you say a good chatbot, would, how would you describe that? What would, what would be the... Oh, no, the way, you know, we, we always sometimes talk about the ideal client. We'll talk about the ideal customer. Um, so who is the ideal chat? Well, let me jump into the weeds a little bit. Don't get scared. I'm going to use some programming term. The, the big programming term is what if. And if you've ever been a programmer, you know that's the most important thing. And all that really means is that when this application is running, if this happens, this happens. It's it's called an if-then statement. So mm -hmm. if you ask this question, I return this answer. That's all it is. So a good chatbot will return a good answer, and a bad chatbot simply keeps asking you or returns the wrong answer. And the reason it's like that is because really a good chatbot is, in most cases, are very, very difficult to program. You have to take every single possible question the customer could ask and program it into the chatbot. So that must take um, an enormous amount of time. Is it uh, a month, three months? Is it a? Um, do you have to spend time to to study the intricacies of the business and the um, you know, the desires and needs of the clients or customers to to, to understand that? Yeah, to start from scratch, for if you're going to build a, one for an enterprise for a larger corporation, yeah, it could take it could take six months and cost a tremendous amount of money. And it's not just you program it immediately because you're never going to anticipate every question and every answer. There, <clears throat> your customers are going to continuously come up with things that you just never thought about. And that was one of the things that was really surprising when I implemented the chatbots on my website was, is that, for example, I have an e-commerce presence, <clears throat> a store that has been running continuously online for 23 years. 
I've been doing e-commerce, which I'm still amazed that the store is still running and it's doing great. Open it in 1999. It wasn't until I implemented the chatbot, even after all this time, probably 20, 25% of the questions that were asked by my customers to the chatbot, I never anticipated. So right out of the gate, I provided 20% more value to my customers. Do you see a quicker turnaround um, with, uh, I mean, within the sale aspect with a chat? Yeah, not only a quicker turnaround, but more sales from the moment I implemented the chatbot on this particular website. By the way, if you want to see it, it's called papermodelsonline.com, and it provides school projects, downloadable school projects for kids. Uh, here's the bottom line. I saw a 30% increase in revenue. Yeah, I'm going to say that again, 30% increase in revenue. It's maintained that ever since the chatbot's been on there. And the reason is, is the customers will come to a website. They'll have a question about your product. They're not going to use the contact. That's the other thing I figured out. They won't use the contact form. And when I had the chatbot ask them why, they said, oh, we know that's how you harvest our emails and then bug us with spam. Never, th- never even crossed my mind, but they are comfortable having a conversation with the chatbot and they would ask it questions that I never anticipated. So I would put those in the frequently asked page immediately because that doesn't take much. And within 24 hours, this particular chatbot would reread the entire website. So the following morning, if a customer asked that particular question, they would have the exact answer and then give them a link to the frequently asked question page. No. Doesn't it depend on the kind of customer? Um, in if if I if I remember correctly, your customers in that particular uh, company of yours is mostly kids. Right? <laughs> that was the biggest revelation. I sell school projects, so I thought the number one customer was the parents. They're the ones holding the credit cards. Number two, I thought were the teachers because they're the ones that are recommending it to the kids. And my number one product sells, uh, it's a California missions, the 24, 21 California missions for fourth graders. And it turned out when I was looking at the chatbot transcripts, no, almost 100% of my customers are nine-year-olds. Never crossed my mind after 20 years of doing business. Nah, the kids pick out the product and they go sneak the mom's credit card or get it with permission. Or get permission. Okay. All right. Um if I remember correctly, um, in, in an interview you and I had some time ago about the kind of revisions that need to go on with these chats, um, where, where are some of the key points? So if someone has um, bought a chat and they want to course, course correct it or work with it or enhance it, does the um, application allow for that? And does, does somebody help them understand the kinds of questions or the kinds of things they need to do to do what you've done, refine, uh, refine it. Yeah. Every time someone has an interaction with any of the chatbots on any of my websites, uh, when that interaction is completed, I get a transcript. And uh, for the first couple of years, I've read the first year, I read over three and a half thousand transcripts. Yeah, three and a half thousand. And I keep all of them on file. And by reading that, I really got an understanding of what my who my customer were was, where they're located, the demographics. I thought I understood that as well. Uh, the type of customer, what they're looking for, the type of questions. And what are the most important questions? I found out the most, the most important question is, if I order it today, how long is it going to be before I get it? Well, on the frequently asked 
question page, I put, well, I use the United States Post Office, which means that you'll get the product within three to five business days. But they don't look for the frequently asked. So when they don't see it immediately on the product page, it doesn't belong there. They just leave. But by reading the transcripts, understanding the type of questions, and by having this chat bot automatically just review the entire website 24 hours a day, it returned that response and that added to that 30% increase. Now, I'm, I mean, <laughs> that added value for me, but think of the value that it adds for the customer by having their questions or immediate questions answered immediately and answered correctly. That's why it drove sales. Never happened in the past before I had the chatbot. Well, it sounds to me like that the design of a chatbot is, um, is a combination of <clears throat> your understanding of what people are doing or your growing knowledge of what they're doing, the, um, the purchaser or potential purchase customer, and the, the blended ability of the computer to, to learn. Is that the three components? Yeah, that's really well put. That's ex exactly what it is, is take a look at the transcripts to see what the, the customers are, what they really want. What value do you, do you provide them? What, what are they looking for? And then simply provide it, and then you win. And the chatbot is the tool that you can do that with. So the chatbot learns. So it's a bit of an AI. Is that what, you're, is that what we're saying? Yeah, a lot of chatbots are hardwired hard or hard-programmed, especially the bigger ones, and they're mm -hmm. the ones that take a lot of work. If you want to imagine what it's like programming a regular chatbot, think of a tree, but turn it upside down uh, or leave it up right side up, start at the base, the customer comes in and you say hi, and then you proceed up the tree. Now, as soon as you get to these larger, larger trunks, branches, it can go in any direction. And then eventually more directions, more directions, until you're right down to each individual leaf. Anticipating what those are, it really is really quite difficult and time consuming because you have to program in every one of those responses based on the keywords that the questions are being asked. But AI really comes into it when it actually goes into your website, finds changes, and then catalogs those changes and makes them available for the next customer without having to be reprogrammed. And that's the key to, to really a good chatbot is one that can teach itself. Deep learning, it's called. Oh, wow. Can you define a little more about what deep learning means uh, to the computer and to, to you? I mean, how do you know it's learning. I mean, do you have to re-experience it with the customer or does, does, do you get a transcript out, to, you know, you know, a little light bulbs go on for the computer or something? Yeah. The reason I smiled when you started asking that question is because it's always exciting to me. I mean, I love, I always loved programming because you can teach a computer to do something. And then part of the time, if you missed a punctuation mark, it would just crash and cross its eyes. But when it did what you asked it to do and it did it perfectly, it's so rewarding. And, and that's what happens here. So let's say this morning I get, I notice that a lot of people have been asking, how long does it take from the time I order it till the time I get it? Oh, well, it's on the frequently asked, you're not, you're not looking. Okay, so I add it to the chatbot. And then I step back. And then within minutes, the next customer comes up and asks that question because I could tell by the, the next transcript, and there's the answer, just perfectly 
stated, it gave the customer the answer, gave them the link to the frequently asked question page if they want to learn more. And then here's the best part. Within just a couple of minutes, it goes to Ching because I just made another sale that I probably would have lost. Because they couldn't, they, they weren't going to investigate anymore. So. Yeah, they didn't know the answer. Because in this particular case, these are school projects. And believe it or not, I get most of my sales on a Sunday night <laughs> when the parents are cleaning out their backpack and they realize the project is due Monday. So timing is really of the essence. That's the biggest thing that scares my customers is can I get it in time to actually build the project and have it available for, for <laughs> the due date for the class? So that's really important. And it, you know what? Honestly, it's been a while since I've had fourth graders, so it never crossed my mind to program that into the chatbot. But it, the chatbot learned. And these fourth graders are much more sophisticated than we might have been back then, that's for sure. They are so sophisticated. You know, another thing it does is makes your site sticky, which on a product site or any kind of a site, whether you're selling products or services, you want your site sticky. And that means when somebody comes to your site, the average amount of time a person spends is 15 to 20 seconds. 15 to 20 seconds is all they spend on your website. But if you get them there a little bit longer, if you can get them engaged, they'll start looking at more products and psychologically link to your website and you significantly increase your ability to close to sell that product. Well, I've had some of these kids actually on talking with the chat bot, get ready for this for half an hour, for half of an hour, they're sitting and they're just having the greatest time. Like this chat bot's their new best friend. And then inevitably at the end of that conversation, there's a purchase. Well, let's go down um, a, a, a couple, another path. And that is um, obviously Many businesses, most businesses nowadays do have some kind of a website and some of them are more um, uh, educational. They're trying to, there's not a product to sell. There might be a service to sell, but you're not going to, you're not going to package a service and send it to somebody with the post office. So there's, you know, it's a, a completely different um, reason. Um, how, what, what shapes and sizes and the expense does these um these chats come. Yeah, that, that's a good observation because um, one of the other sites, of course, is my speaking site. I do corporate training. I do keynotes. I do breakouts. And I teach all of this stuff uh, to companies. So it's a lot different than my product site for nine-year-olds. But when you go to the chat bot, the number one question is, uh, number two, two questions are, uh, how much is Lon charge and is he available for this particular date? And that's something, again, I kind of figured the price thing, but I forgot about the date thing. But the chatbot, again, will go in, check my calendar, check my pricing, and answer that question immediately. So who the, the event planner, the, the HR person knows immediately the, the type of information that they were looking for. And that increases my ability to close that sale and provide more value to that customer. So it really doesn't matter what type of a website. People are going to come for some reason or other and there's, they're, eventually they're going to have some questions. Now, here's another thing, too, is if it can't answer the question, because sometimes they'll come up with a question that has not been anticipated or learned, uh, then it says, hey, let me get your email address and I'll have my human counterpart contact you immediately, which is also cool because it's collecting email addresses for my email list. And people will give their email addresses almost always to a chat bot, but never to a pop-up and never to a contact. It's just amazing. No, no. Well, 
Um, back to the varying sizes. Um, you know, you're, you've got a small business there with the, with the, the models. Um, you have a bit of a, probably a bigger business with your, your um, training and teaching. Um, how, how does a customer, I mean, a user uh, like me, I don't have a chat. chat. What, what, do, um, what do I do? How do I go about thinking about it? Um, are there different, different sizes? When I say size, I really mean power. You know, I imagine that they come in small, medium, and large, or maybe I'm being a little naive and naive. No, that's that. true. What, where, where do I start? Where, where does somebody um, begin with a chat as to how they're going to do it? I mean, you helped invent these things, so it's it's you know it's probably it's very it's beyond second nature for you. So, yeah, the best way to start is contact Lon at safco.com. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's it's. it's Terrible. Oh, why not? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could help you kind of at least get you oriented. Uh, there's a lot of consultants out there. Uh, do your research, find out if they're good or not. And yeah, they do come in a lot of different sizes. If you have a Shopify site or if you have a WordPress site, there's a lot of different. I counted last time uh, about 12 really good plug and play chatbots, meaning that you just put the plug in into WordPress, or you just connect the app with Shopify and let it run and, and it handles it on its own. But if you're an enterprise, if you're craft, if you're United Airlines, uh, yeah, we're talking about a multi-year project. We're talking about hundreds of thousands, quarter of a million dollars, half a million dollars uh, to set up and get a chatbot going. So there are a really wide range. And of course, everything in between. The toughest thing is, is getting the right consultant, the right company, because you could spend an awful lot of money and a lot of time and at the end, really not have a good product. Well, I would imagine, um, you know, with um, plugins, I, got, I'm not, I can imagine that that's can be very cost effective, but then you've got the investment time of the, the business about helping create the kind of interaction that the chat thrives at or the customer thrives at when, when they, they start interacting with the chat. Um, where, would, where, where do you think someone starts with this? Do they start recording their current customer service group? I mean, where do they begin to get the ideas? Yeah, you know, it's just implement the chatbot. Uh, the one I talk about is ACO, A-C-O, uh, which was available for WordPress and is available for Shopify. But all you really do is you plug it in and you get it working. That's all. Just get it up and running and don't worry about it for a while. And then now the next thing is read the transcripts and they go really fast. I mean, some of them are very short and some of them are a page or two. And look at the type of interaction that your customer is having with that chatbot. For the most part, your site is fairly well designed. It's It's been around for a while. You've anticipated uh, creating pages that have the information that your customers are looking for, even though they won't take the time to look for those pages. And uh, an AI deep learning chatbot will find those pages automatically, and you'll just see the value that it adds immediately. But every once in a while, something to come in from left field is like, wow, I never anticipated that. So you open up your website, you add that to the frequently asked, or you make a typographical change. I, the other thing I found is that my website over 23 years had a lot of relics, a lot of pages that just weren't even relevant, but I forgot about them. I didn't even know they were there because I don't spend that much time in my website, but they were actually causing me harm. They were uh, 
connecting to products that didn't exist and other companies that didn't exist anymore. Chatbot pulled it up and found it. So I was able to actually perfect the website that I was running, actually make it run better and correct errors because the chatbot was talking about them. Never thought about it. <laughs> so that was another good spin-off. Well, it sounds like a very powerful tool that, that um, like your car, you've got to maintain and learn and, and watch as it, uh, as it, as it grows. Um, well, we're kind of coming to the end. I was just wondering if there was something that maybe I didn't ask uh, that you, you that you'd like to say about this. I mean, you you go all the way back to um, the 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 individual that you saved their life. Um, there must have been a chat related process there. So, you know, what what is something that you'd like to leave us with? I've been playing with computers ever since they were invented back in the 70s. And I've been always pushing the envelope, trying to get them to do more and trying to help people with them. I mean, that's really what I spent my career, whether it's saving people's lives or just saving them some time on it on by using a chatbot. And the one thing that always comes up that I have to, I'll end this podcast with, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's like anything else in the dark. It's not a monster in your closet. It's your hoodie. It's, same thing with chatbots. They're fun. And once you learn about them, once you understand them and you plug it in and you see it work, you're like, wow, why didn't I do that 10 years ago? So don't be afraid. Just jump into the deep end of the pool, play around, read some blogs, read some stories, and then just try it. Again, the one that I'm using, I think it's $8 a month, and it really wasn't that much extra time, even in the beginning. And for the last couple of years, it's required no time because the site really is perfected. Wow. So it's not a big investment, but it is a big return. Well, thank you very much. Um, if anybody wants to contact you, what, what was that email address or your website? Yeah, just contact my email is lon at safco, L-O-N at S-A-F-K-O.com or just go to safco.com. I'm happy to help. Gotcha. Lon, thank you very much. This was this was this was fabulous. Appreciate You're awesome. it. Always enjoy. We always enjoy putting you on the table here. <laughs> My pleasure. It's great, Mark. Glad to be Thanks back. Thank you for considering me. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm.